Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody. My name is Teresa Kitchens, and welcome to the Power Women in Insurance. And you guys know what? Today, I have got a social media powerhouse woman in the house today, Melissa Hall. We actually, guys, we actually met on Instagram. So we're Insta, Insta friends. So we are super excited to be able to come to see you guys. We do have the Power Women in Insurance Instagram page. But what I was doing was seeking out women who were encouraging being able to reach out and be a part of other women, specifically in the insurance space. And she came directly into my feed. And I was so excited about that because that's what I want to make sure that I'm able to bring to everybody is that kind of energy, positivity, community. And I'm so excited to have Melissa on today. Melissa Hall out of North Carolina. Melissa, welcome to the Power Women in Podcast, the Power Women in Insurance Podcast. No, thank you. Thank you so much, Teresa. I really appreciate it. Hello, ladies out there. How are y'all? Yes, yes, yes. Now, Melissa's a little bit different from some of the other guests that we've had because most of the other guests that we've had have been more in the personal lines, commercial lines type environment. But Melissa, I want you to tell us what your niche is, what your genre is, and how you're rocking that insurance space. Fantastic. So again, my name is Melissa D. Hall and I'm the voice of the female insurance agent. And I actually own an agency, the Hall Insurance Group, and we focus on the senior market. So we do Medicare and final expense. Excellent. And how long have you been doing that? Sure. So actually this July will be my 12th year. 12 years. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And it is, we were talking right before everything got started, you, you listeners out there in the world, that, that, that Medicare life, that process in the senior market and so forth, it's just a little bit, it's a different beast. It's just a different beast. How did you get involved in that? And why did you kind of choose for that to be your, your powerhouse area in the insurance industry? Sure, sure, sure. So thank you for um, letting me make a long story longer. <laughs> but <laughs> so I'm, a, <laughs> I'm originally from Maryland. Okay. God started in this business at 21 years old. All right. right? Yes. So I was in college at the time. I went to Towson State University. Shout out to Towson Tigers, if y'all know. Yes. And so um, my grandmother at the time, got diagnosed with Alzheimer's while I was like a sophomore in college, okay? Okay. Also, at that time, I was uh, working at a call center selling cable, okay? Oh. And two things happened during that time. My grandmother and then my mom saw something on TV where a girl passed away while she was in college and her parents had to pay her student loans. Mm. And so, yes. And so she came to me and she said, listen, Melissa, <laughs> she said, if you pass away, I do not want to be paying your student loan. <laughs> I said, you said you need to get some life insurance, right? And so I was like, okay. And then we were going through this with my grandmother. Now, my grandmother was one of those women and she's still alive. She's about to be 95 this year. Wow. I know, right? Yeah. So, okay. So she was one of those women who did not believe in insurance. She had four girls. 
do y'all know somebody like that? You shake your head, you know somebody yeah, like that. Right? Yeah. Yes. So she went and she saved $10,000. Okay. Which is a lot of money for mm -hmm. a single woman, four kids. She was yep. like, I'm going to pay for my burial. Well, she never expected to get Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when she get all, when she got the Alzheimer's, you know, very quickly that money started draining. Mm-hmm. And so insurance became a hot topic. So like I said, I was working at that call center and I went and I heard this presentation about selling insurance. And I knew that's what I wanted to do. Okay. Mm -hmm. I just knew like sometimes in life, you just know, okay, that's what you want to do. I knew that's what I wanted to do. And so I went home and I asked my mother, I said, mom, you think I should do it? She said, no. I said, <laughs> <laughs> So my mother, she's she's more conservative than me, okay? Okay. And so then I asked my dad, he's a salesperson. I said, you think I should do it? He said, yes. <laughs> and so then <laughs> I had an uncle, okay, out in California. And now everybody always has that one rich uncle who drives the Hummer and the Mercedes to the family reunions. Uh -huh. That guy, okay? And he made his money in insurance. And I said, do you think I should do it? He said, yes. I said, okay. So right then and there, I quit my job. I did. I quit my job. Okay. They was going to fire me anyway. So I might as well go out, you know, <laughs> on my terms. Okay. And so <laughs> quit my job, went ahead. And like I said, I just knew I wanted to do it. Maxed mm -hmm. out my little credit card. And from there it was on and popping. In my first full month, I sold $16,000 worth of business. Wow. Right. I went from living in a shared apartment. Okay. Well, actually it was a house I was sharing with my other girlfriend. We went from living there, okay, to me having my own three-level townhome next to Joe Flacco of the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, my goodness. Okay? He was the Ravens quarterback. Yes, and every, we all lived in the same complex. That's how quickly my life changed from selling insurance, okay? Wow. And, um, yes, yes. And so, like I said, I started out with final expense only. Um, from there, I went out on call centers, um, doing appointment settings for, um, for insurance agents, selling ACA, you know, um, and we've been, I did that, that didn't work out so well. Cause Obamacare came, we know the mm -hmm. rest, right? Right. So from, yes. So from there went ahead and got a job. Okay. And in a job, I was a banker for some time. Now, mind you, at this time, I'm still, you know, 24, 25, you know, during that time. So, you know, I'm learning that people go to work every day and they hate their job. Right. I didn't know that. I did not know people hate their job. I did not know. <laughs> so they you think we would up. spend eight hours a day doing something we'd enjoy, right? Like, why yes. would you do that if you hate it? Yes, I didn't know people got paid every two weeks. Okay. Mm -hmm. I did not know that. I did not know this was really life. And so, but you know, nonetheless, me being a maverick and all that, I had went and dropped out of college. Okay. So, you know, it's very hard to run a business and also go to college mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. You know, I was leaving from my call center, trying to catch classes. It just wasn't working out. So this whole time I was like, well, I'm going to just go and, you know, tough it out with these jobs and finish school. During that time, I relocated from Baltimore, Maryland. Like I, it was during the time when Freddie Gray, they had killed, the police had killed him. Oh yeah. They were, yeah. And so they were setting the city on fire. Okay. Yeah. And yes. It was so scary. I was not used to that. So one day I like just packed up all my stuff. I didn't tell anybody I was moving. I left most of my stuff in my apartment, packed up my Volkswagen. I didn't even see my apartment in person. I actually rented it online. Oh, okay? wow. Yes. Yes. And so I just left everything and I moved to North Carolina. Okay. 
listen, I'm telling you, I had to start all over. It was kind of like embarrassing. Like I didn't even tell anybody I was moving. I was working at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Okay. Still trying to complete my degree, still trying to maintain a job. Okay. But I was like, man, if I could just finish this, I would go back into the insurance industry and I would, I would really make it work this time. I said, but I just really need to get my degree because my mom, she was on my back, how she took out all these loans. Then I'm not finished. And so, you know, I had, <laughs> yes, yes. So, it, you know, I always had that. I couldn't, I couldn't just quit. I had to finish, you know? Yeah. And so, eventually like i said i was i was working at walmart i was selling cable i had gone back selling cable again okay but luckily for my residuals that i had from selling insurance all that like i still had a very nice place i still had a really nice lifestyle okay or right. at least to live right and so um eventually uh, i went and i graduated and when I graduated, I mean, I had already started selling insurance again part-time. Like, I knew that's what I wanted to do. But, again, I was in a new town. I had to build up my name all over again. Right. So, right. so yes. And so um, that's when I started utilizing online and just really getting out there in the community again. And um, in a matter of, let's say, I started back at the end of December 2017. So a little bit over two years, um, and I and I also I got back into the Medicare arena of it. And so in a in a little bit over two years, you know I have you know grown a team. I have about twenty agents all over the country. Wow. Okay. Now I have um, I have an office because I was doing everything virtually. So I have an office here, call center here, where I have a captive agency. We pay them salaries and things like that. I'm a six figure earner, um, and you know life is good. You know, life is good, and I recently started helping other insurance agents, especially women, um, with growing their agencies. So, you know, that's why I have the podcast. It's a great day to sell insurance. Um, you know, I've had the seminar marketing masterclass because really getting out there in the community has really helped me. And uh, what else? Appointment setting. So people want to hire appointment setters and stuff. Uh, teaching them how to do those types of things and one-on-one coaching, books, all that stuff. So. That's my story. To take that personal experience and transfer it and really transition it, not only into your own personal success, but then also to be able to empower other women and other people. Do you mainly focus on women in your, in your coaching intentionally, or is it just kind of the way that's just kind of worked out? Or do you just kind of, how, how did you, how did that kind of come about? Sure. That's a good question. You know, I think I've always been a girl's girl. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Yes. So my, so my mother has three sisters. Okay. Okay. So, and they all really had a very good hand in raising me because I'm an only child. She's a single mom and they all kind of took turns with me in a sense. Like they all my mom. Okay. Right. And so I think that that's really, and she doesn't have any brothers. So I think that's where I get that from, and that's how it works out. And now I work with men, but I'm not gonna lie, men are men are different. I really don't like. Mm-hmm. Them. I will work with them, but it, and they have their place because my executive assistant William, you know, I wanted a woman, but he turned out to be the best fit for me. He's a real gentleman, um, but. I just like women, women, you know, you could talk to them a little bit better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man has that whole ego, you know, a woman, we don't really have that. So I just find it easier for me to work with them. Well, excellent. Yeah. I do think sometimes we gravitate towards even just certain personalities. Sometimes it might not necessarily be maybe male or female necessarily, but it's just certain personalities. We just, 
mesh with a whole lot easier. And sometimes that does come across as certain women have some of those traits a little bit more, I think, than, than men do that, that openness, that fun, that outgoing. Now, I mean, you know, there's a lot of men out there that are that way too, that I have a ball with, that I just have a great time with, but that's what I kind of gravitate towards is that very personable, very outgoing, yes. kind of very, um, you know, open and communication driven. And those are really the type of people that I really want to go with. I mean, I can meet people at a conference and like, oh, we're besties within, yes. you know, like 2.5 minutes or whatever. But, you know, there are other people that like, oh, you know, I've known them for 10 years and, you know, we know each other, but, you know, we, don't, we haven't bonded. I guess that's exactly. kind of the point. Exactly. Right. Right. So that's awesome. So tell me a little bit about your team. Tell me about um, what you usually like to be able to focus on. Where do you find working with maybe maybe women and or your team? Where do you find that in the insurance industry, we need the most work and or the areas that you focus on that you see the most impact in your coaching and in your development for people to be able to be within your space and be really, really successful? Okay. Well, that's a lot of questions. So I would say this, I feel, and this is my whole, especially coming from the lifestyle of the business. Okay. Number one, I see people really need to invest. Okay. That's one thing I have really seen. And I, like I said, I know um, you, a lot of your listeners do PNC. So I feel mm -hmm. like with PNC is a little different because usually you have a big machine behind you. Right. You have the right. in the state farms. They have standards. But on the life side, life and Medicare side is totally different. A lot of times they don't invest in in their sales and branding and really mm. running their um, business like a business. It's like people think that they can do this business for free. OK. Oh, and yeah. Yes. And that's not it that's not it that's not true so that's so when i'm coaching a person that's kind of what i'm focusing on helping them to really think of this as as like a business like a real business and where to make the proper investments at okay um mm -hmm. so that's number one and 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 that's that's really where i see a lot of work needs to be done and really thinking of it as a business as well and making the right investments and i can say this and maybe you could relate to this too a lot of I feel like agents don't really look for outside resources. Okay. Mm. Okay. Now, if they're listening to your podcast, they're not one of those agents, right? Or this mm -hmm. is the first step. Okay. Because a lot of times in insurance, we're so confined to our own companies, you know, what they're doing. And usually they do that by design because they don't want you to go out and see what right. else is out there because they're afraid you may leave and go to that where really if you're doing the right thing it's actually going to make a better agent because it's going to expand their mind to the possibilities you know okay. and so that's another thing too don't think your fmo or your agency has all the answers because sometimes they don't you need to be around other people and expand your mind you know it's a real mindset thing you know so that's the absolutely. I think finding that coaching and finding those other resources that can help to inspire you and push you to the next level. And maybe even people that hold you accountable like you, you know, people that could be coaches and so forth and investing. I love that. I love that concept of investing in yourself and in your business and in your brand. Because I think, yes. like you said, there's a lot of people out there. They are maybe with 
State Farm or they're maybe with like a certain financial brokerage or whatever, but they don't really build their own personal brand. And we have to be able to do that. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. I had to build my own personal brand. Okay, I did. I came here not knowing anyone in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And literally, I had to go out there, beat the pavement, get myself out there, get on the internet, learn how to utilize that effectively. Okay, and it wasn't free but it's paid yeah. off and so so for instance so now when things like this happen right well people are calling us you know people call me every week with referrals because i've been out there so hard you know mm. they find me on the internet they find me you know just you know doing different things you know i've had radio commercials you know i'm about to do tv you know things nice. like that. yeah thank you thank you thank you so i've done i've done these things i'm doing these things i'm making the correct investments to position myself not just as you know melissa d hall the insurance agency owner but the businesswoman as well right. and people have to see that distinction and also investing in the communities as well let me tell you something any insurance agent out here right now if they if your clients haven't heard from you you are going to wake up to a rude awakening when this yep. is over with okay because people like me and teresa kitchens okay our clients have not have 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 not forgotten about us and we haven't forgotten about them especially at this time so like we did something where we adopted a building in durham where i do a lot of business at and we, oh, okay yeah we sent like gift bags with masks and toilet paper and snacks and we decorated them you know to the um quarantine there just to let them know hey we care about you you know we don't just want to see you for money you know we want to mm -hmm. give back to you and that's so important in these times and i got such nice texts and things like that but you know it lays the groundwork so when we do go outside these people are like hey oh i'm just hearing you now that you want something you know so Mm -hmm. it, it goes a long way with the whole um, branding perspective. And it's more than just having a pretty website. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you need to be able to, and I agree with you, because I think I, I, I spoke on a conference at a conference back in January. And one of the lead points that I really made is if people don't know that you care about them, then they don't care about you. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, and we really have to be able to go out of our way to be able to let people know that we care about them because that's what makes us so much different from those, you know, 1-800 call it call a call center, right? And yes. that's what, you know, keeps them from leaving is because they need to come back to us and say, hey, you know, we want you to work with our cousins, brothers, uncles. We want them to refer. We want them to know who we are to be able to be a really big part of our business are moving forward and it's that longevity of a client and it's that longevity of a relationship that really is going to take us over to the next level and being able to be you know an impactful business owner hello loyal listeners hey are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client maybe you maybe not Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit NBS Brokerage dot com cast certified 
Exactly. And let me tell y'all, like, I know we have this whole thing going on now with the call centers and, and online and stuff, but, but insurance is really such still a relationship business. It, it, really, is. it really is. And so, you know, if you are a PNC agent out there and, you know, you're not doing something to impact the community that you live in, you know, you're going to be, be left out in the dust. Big business is right. Issue. Right, right. So how have you guys, I know you mentioned that you, you've been doing some gifts to the building and things like that. What else are you guys doing right now to be able to reach out and really connect with your current client base and or other people in your space? Because I know that you said that you work with the senior market too. Are you doing something unique for the senior market? Because right now, I think the senior market, at least in, in our arena our senior clients are kind of freaking out with this whole COVID-19 thing that's going on and you know just their susceptibility that they're higher risk right now are you seeing maybe a little bit of a different approach and conversations that you're having right now due to those factors in our community sure that's a great question well um what we so we kind of got ahead of all this in a sense so okay when we first started we were on the phone Okay. Right. Um, we were on the phone, let, you know, we definitely started emailing them more frequently that way we've called everybody. Um, you know, like I said, we sent out, you know, the mask and stuff like that, the gift bags to them and just really just trying to communicate really. I mean, we've called everyone, everybody knows that we're here, you know, and we've actually really buckled down more on our customer service, making sure all our birthday cards are sent out, um, all, all those things. So, that's pretty much what we have been doing. Uh, I've been kind of watching things to see how long we will be inside. You understand? Because mm -hmm. that's going to mm -hmm. predicate kind of our next steps as well. Like how much further do we need to go? Right. Mm -hmm. That's going to predicate yeah. how much further we need to go with this. So if, if, right. if we do need to adopt another building or, you know, something like that, we will. Um, but but we're just really kind of waiting to see, you know, how much right. we need to go, how much deeper. Yeah, and I think a lot of states and a lot of cities right now are trying to figure out what they're doing. And I know I'm in Dallas and mm -hmm. in Dallas, I know that we're, you know, they're opening up some things May 1st, but not everything. And I know other areas are not opening up. So every area is a little bit different. So right. I like the fact that you guys are kind of taking that as an individual situation to kind of figure out how you can respond appropriately. Yes, absolutely. So, mm -hmm. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, you, you talk about mentors. You talk about being able to get outside yourself, build your personal brand, get that extra education, right? And education, not only about our topic or our product, which is important, but also education on branding, marketing, getting out there. What tools and resources did you kind of find, or how did you find the right tools and resources that helped you? To really get where you are today because i think that's something that a lot of us have a hard time kind of finding and like you said it, it may have always have been very pretty because i know i've tried quite a few things and i'm like oh no that does not work for me and you kind of got to figure that out but what did you do um to be able to kind of start that journey for you and your business 
That's a great question. Well, to let you know, I've kind of had to piece a lot of it together. Okay. Mm. I've studied a lot of other industries besides insurance. Okay. Um, also too, to kind of bring it together. And I don't know if you knew this or not, I'm actually launching a branding mini course uh, for insurance agents. Yes. It's those excellent. Yes. It's branding one-on-one. I'm going to be teaching um, how and what to post on social media, right? Cause it's a method to it. Um, also, yep. also I'm going to be teaching, you know, live streaming, how to, how to utilize that, how to get views on your live stream. Also too, I'm going to be teaching how to dress for success. Okay, uh, because a lot of agents don't understand, like it is an appearance, right? It's, it's an appearance too. Um, so I'm going to be teaching that also to how to get your name out there in the community, what connections to make, all those things. So I'm going to be teaching it and also what investments to make, right? One thing that I see a lot of agents invest in right away is a website, which you do not need a website initially and especially if you're mm-hmm. new to the business i don't think any agent should um get a website initially because your interests change and you don't know which way you want to go right? right so you can actually do it with a great facebook page and get a url so if you're um you know kitchensinsurance.com right you could go ahead and get that url and, and forward it to a facebook page it's the same thing. right because right now, a person's Facebook page is very similar to the website and a review right. Are right there. Okay. See things like that. So, like I said, I'm going to be pulling that together in a mini course. It's going to be launching in May. If you go to my website, Excellent. No, thank you. Well, it is perfect timing. I know, right? It is. <laughs> it is. It is. So, <laughs> it is. That's so, awesome. I, have no, I mean, I've seen you do branding stuff online. Uh-huh. And I've seen you post things about helping other people with branding and coaching and all that, but I didn't know you had a a course coming up yes, specifically. I so I think that's fabulous. Yeah, thank you. If I, because I'm sorry, because Teresa, if I see another person post about GoFundMe is not life insurance, I'm going to scream. Okay. Yeah. It just, yep. it kills me. And it's also, too, how many insurance agents do not have a headshot? Do you know how many insurance agents mm-hmm. do not have a decent headshot? And it just bothers me because real estate and real estate, they look fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Same with mortgage too. They're very, very swanky looking, very nice. I mean, in a lot of different professional industries. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. But not insurance. Why is that? You know, why, like they say, why, why do we look like we need the commission? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yes. How do we look like we need the commission? I love that. Yes, it so bothers me. It bothers me. And so I want to definitely be part of changing that. And so, like I say, for some brand it's like on social media, right? You have three jobs. You're a post, you do things. Inspire, educate, or entertain. Mm. Inspire, educate, or entertain. It can't be all promotion, promotion, promotion. They need to either one of three things, inspire, educate, or entertain. And you can't, especially that inspiration part, you can't do too much of it. It's fun, but you can't do too much of it. Entertainment can't do too much. It's a perfect balance in between that. Right. Okay. So that is, so you want to get that methodology um, down. Also too, like I said, you want to look at other industries, look at what they're doing as well. That's a, that's a big one too. Also to think about who you're trying to attract. Okay. For instance, if you, if, if let me ask you, Teresa, you do personalized, is that correct? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. So you're working usually with the consumer, right? Yes, I am. Okay, so that's different than if you're doing commercialized, is that correct? Absolutely. So that Absolutely. Means, so that means your platforms are going to be different. So if you're doing commercial, that means you're going to be spending your time on LinkedIn, right? 
Yep, a lot of it, absolutely. Yes, not Instagram, is that right? Yeah, all depending, but unless you really niche down. I mean, if you really niche down into where you mainly do like a certain type of business, you know, I think Instagram could be really good as long as you focus on those people. But if you're doing general commercial, then no, I, I don't really see that that would be as important. But I totally agree with you yes. in that in that direction. Yes, you have to know exactly. So, for instance, like you do personal, you do personalized. You're going to be on Instagram. You're going to be on Facebook. You're not going to spend a bunch of time on LinkedIn or even, you know, Twitter or something like that. And so, right. So right. that, that's the number one thing. People need to know where to spend their time at. Okay. That's the number one thing. Also, too, when, and not just online as well, but offline too. Okay. So you do personal lines. Who's your main target? Who are you going after? Where do they hang out at? Okay. Well, you need to be sponsoring their events. You need to be at their events. Okay. Right. You need to, you need to get in. If you're doing commercial lines and, and soccer moms or that, well, why aren't you, why isn't your name on the back of their kids' uniforms? Okay. Like what? Absolutely. Yes. And that's the thing. I think a lot of times agents, they cast their net too wide instead of making it deep. And my connections here are very deep um and, and that's the number one thing yeah that's great that's a great point that's a great point so we don't need to make we need to make sure that our our, our target market isn't necessarily everybody who breeds right it needs to be specifically and then really delve deep into that target arena so i like that i like that a lot yeah and go where and go where they are instead of trying to spread yourself off on on every platform and at every event you know, and like for me, and I had to learn that the hard way because since I do do the senior market, okay, and I am, you know, in my early 30s now, it is not sexy, okay, it is not, mm -hmm. nothing about grandma is sexy, okay, <laughs> so those, all those after work mixers and all that stuff like that, you won't really catch me there unless I'm just right. trying to have a good time, okay, but you will catch me at, let's say, the town hall meeting okay or they're talking about senior housing i'm there okay oh yeah, yeah absolutely exactly so so that's that's the thing so you have to go where your clients are you know and sometimes it's not going to be you know sexy assurances and sexy it's not you know and um if you go go where your people are you know absolutely I love that. That's interesting. So, you know, I love how you said that you go to, you know, senior housing conversations and you participate in the senior community. I mean, you really get out there and talk to those types of, of people. So, so, you know, how, if somebody wanted to be able to take part in your branding community and in your branding uh, workshop that's coming up or uh, your, is it going to be online? Is it going to be in, yes, so in person? Gonna, how are you kind of doing that? Sure. It's going to be a video course on demand. Excellent. Mm -hmm. It's going to be on demand. If you go to my website, melissadhall.com forward slash resources, you could you could go ahead and sign up there. Right now, it's on a wait list. I'm going to launch it in May, towards the end of May. Um, so you can still go to that website and it will still be, you know, the link will still be right there. So, Melissa, mm -hmm. I have a really big question. Okay, so I have this, this word, and a lot of people don't know what it is. It's actually from a movie. I'm a huge John Cusack fan. And um, in gross point blank, Minnie Driver is his ex-girlfriend. And um, she says, do you know what you need? And he says, what? And she says, you need a shakabuku. And he says, what's a shakabuku? And she says, it's a strong, swift, spiritual kick to the head that alters your reality forever. 
And I think that there's a lot of times in our lives where we go through these events. And I think right now, even in our culture, with all the COVID-19 stuff, we're kind of going through a culture shakabuku to some degree, where we're just kind of getting a strong, swift, spiritual kick to the head. But have you been through those types of situations? And, and or what have they maybe done to fuel your 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 career and your passion for women in insurance. Can you tell us a little bit about something like that in your life? Sure. Um, so I think mine was okay, so it was a time for 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 a while, for a while, uh, where my my income was very up and down. Okay. I would go through feast and famine. You shake your head like you've been there, right? And so mm -hmm. yes, and so my mom, she's like one of my strongest business advisors. And I asked her, I said, mom, I said, why, why am I, why does my income keep going up and down? And she said, because you're inconsistent. I said, what? Mm -hmm. I know, right? And I never thought of myself as being inconsistent because I have a real strong work ethic. And so when she told me that, I had to really look at myself and really take some inventory. Because up until then, I kind of blamed it on everybody else. Excuse me. You know, <laughs> oh, this company isn't paying me. This isn't happening. The leads are bad. All this stuff. So when she told me that, I was like, wow, that's true. And from there, I started going to work every day. Every day. Nice. So that was my shakabuku. <laughs> Your shakabuku. Yeah. And, you know, and I had a friend of mine one time tell me, and I was griping about my weight. <laughs> and I was griping about my weight. She was like, <laughs> girl she was like girl when you're ready to lose that weight you will and i was like what do you mean by that so she was like when you're ready you will and i was just i was i really pondered on that for a long time and now whenever i sit back and i think oh i want my life to be right you know make a list of things i want in my life and i sit back and think you know what when i want it i'll go get it but we have to go get it right just like what you're saying we got to get in there we got to be consistent we got to be we got to be intentional about where we're going and what we're doing. So thank you for that. That is, that is fabulous. I love that because I agree. There's, there's days when we want to just relax a little bit and there are days when we just need to get in there and we just need to push, you know, and days when things just come easy, you know, and it, it, it doesn't mean that one day is going to be even be the same between morning and evening. You right. know, I might be really pushing hard in the morning and the afternoon things just come together for my day. Right, But so. you show up though. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the absolutely thing. And, I, and especially in insurance you know i think a lot of people just stop showing up you know mm. people just stop showing up you know like that's why you hear so many clients they say oh well you know i used to have this insurance guy and i don't know what happened to him and the company done sent me three different people since then why because people just stop showing up you know and so yeah. i'm showing up i'm showing up absolutely I think sometimes in insurance too, we do have some of those residuals and so yes. forth. And sometimes we just think that we can sit back and, and we don't have to push as hard, but we do, we have to push because that's how we get to that next level. And those, I mean, you know, those residuals aren't forever and people can always change their business or people can always, mm -hmm. you know, make changes in their own lives. And we need to make sure that we honor the fact that we need to show up every day. Exactly. That. Oh, that's very good. That's very, very good. Yes. That's, that's, that's a real thought. People can change. And they do, mm -hmm. especially if they haven't heard from you in a, in a while, you know, you know, a Teresa Kitchens comes, okay, she takes that customer right on up, you know, so and it, and it happens more than you think and, 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 you know, with this whole situation that's happening right now, 
that's why I say agents need to let their customers know that they're still here because there are mm -hmm. people like there's some underdogs out here who are, are who are still working while those big dogs are chilling on their residuals thinking they don't have to go outside they don't have to communicate with anyone you know they're fine they're just getting their residual check well they're going to have a rude awakening when the landscape has totally changed you know so right you definitely do have to keep showing up for sure that's that's real excellent excellent and then melissa if people want to just connect with you i know you and i connected over instagram which i think is so cool yes but if people wanted to connect with you as far as your instagram facebook linkedin whatever you want how would you prefer for people to be able to reach on out to you connect with you and maybe either be a part of some of your programs and or be somebody that maybe if they have referrals for you or somebody that they can go ahead and reach on out and connect with you how would you like for them to do that fantastic great question first of all what you could do is go ahead to my website melissadhall.com okay and get on part of the executive the agent memo so my community is called the executive board okay if you do hashtag the executive board you'll come you'll find us right and so you could go ahead go to my website melissadhall.com uh you can go ahead and get on my list i send out the agent memo weekly okay also too you can find me on instagram melissa underscore d underscore hall uh i also um have a youtube if you put in melissa d hall on youtube melissa d hall insurance i come up on facebook melissa d hall on linkedin it doesn't have melissa d hall but it's melissa hall raleigh also i do have a podcast as well called it's a great day to sell insurance so if you put in it's a great day to sell insurance.com I come up, you can listen to me there, find out more about me there. So I'm everywhere. You're everywhere, girl. You're <laughs> everywhere. You're getting that branding band. Okay. I'm okay. I'm trying to get on your level. Okay. I'm trying to be fucking empowering insurance. Okay. You are awesome. Well, let me just say if you are ever in Dallas, you just look me up and I will I will take you on out. We will yes. have a good time and spend a little bit of time together. Yes, so I was there Dallas last year. Well, there you go. You need to come Dallas back. It's great a great food. place. It has great food. Oh, way too good. Way too good for, for my personal health. <laughs> <laughs> we do, we do. We have very good food. Yeah, we're even blessed even during the COVID thing. We've got a lot of restaurants that are open that are just really, really good food. So, you know, I just, I, I sit back and think, okay, we bought all this food, but at the same point, I want to go out, you know, and I can't like go out, but we can do take home. So we've tried to make sure that we do that and promote the local restaurants as well. Cause there's so many great restaurants in Dallas. It was so. good. It was good. I stayed at the yep. Statler, you know, the Statler hotel. Yeah. Downtown. Absolutely. It's a mm -hmm. beautiful old hotel. They just renovated it. Um, about three years ago, I think, uh, it's, it's pretty new as far as the renovation goes old historic, old historic, uh, uh, hotel. They used to have like movie premieres there back in the 1950s and all sorts of things. It's a great hotel down there. Mm -hmm. It is. It's really nice. I like it. I liked it a lot. Well, good. Well, good. Well, when you're in town, look me up. I will. All right. All right, everybody. This is the Power Women in Insurance podcast with Melissa D. Hall. And I am super excited to be able to bring her to your attention with her personal branding courses, her, uh, her, her Medicare, her life insurance background and the awesomeness that she brings to the table. So I am super excited to be able to uh, have her today. If you guys have any questions or anything that y'all need, please make sure to uh, reach on out to her directly and we will go ahead and connect 
with you guys later. Thanks, everybody. Everybody have a fabulous day and have a wonderful, uh, have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.